Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, and we want to talk today about teaching and modeling what is good to other people in your home. So we're thinking not only of your spouse, but also kids Mm -hmm. or potential kids. So if we want to teach and model what is good to them, one of the major ways we do this is not necessarily by giving lectures uh, to your wife or husband or kids, but through modeling what is good and uh, by, you know, I guess, establishing patterns and routines Mm -hmm. that are genuine um, devotion times and patterns of worship in your life that other people see. Yeah, because we all know that a lecture means that eyes glaze over, Instantly. you know, and, yeah. and uh, mind wanders to some other place, some happy place maybe, kind of tunes you out potentially. Maybe they're really focused on what you're saying, but often they're watching what you're doing and more so than they're listening to the words you're saying. And I mean, that maybe goes for family members that come in or neighbors that come into your home, not just, you know, even our spouses and kids, but other people, we're not going to lecture those people, but they're going to see what we have established, what we have going, yeah. anyone that comes into our homes. Yeah. The the power of witness and just observation yes. is, is very effective. And we're not talking about like putting on a show for people, like putting on a show for your kids and your neighbors right. and kind of faking it, but actually developing real genuine patterns of life mm-hmm. that include devotional time with God and worship time to the Lord and acknowledging the value of when your spouse or your kids catch you Mm -hmm. in the middle of that. Yes. Like that's a really powerful tool. And so essentially, you know, we are challenging one another here Mm -hmm. and, and everybody listening to this to become a certain kind of person who genuinely reads their Bible and prays and spends time with the Lord. And, right. you know, at various points, people in the home or neighborhood are going to see this. Right. It's not just a Sunday thing. You know, it's not yeah. just something that, okay, we are committed to the Lord because we attend church and those days in between, life goes on. You know, maybe we look a lot like everyone else around us and then, oh, we're back at church. And so see, see guys, that we love God. No, it's more. There's more in between. There's a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that's the the goal would be in talking through this is that those things are established. And, and you know, if they're not established, start today, start yep. this week, pick something, mm-hmm. begin, because that's how the repeatable habits and patterns are going to come. Yeah. And that kind of double life that you described actually does the opposite, has the opposite kind of effect in the sense that mm. it turns people mm-hmm. off, neighbors and kids. Yeah. Like they, they see right through that yes. hypocrisy and what you really care about and what you really value. Um, and so that's that's worse uh, for your witness, and it's also bad for your personal <laughs> faith. And yeah. So um, we want to then talk about establishing some of these things, what they are, and you know what 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 are the kinds of things we ought to be doing, um, not only for our own personal relationship with the Lord, but also for the sake of teaching and equipping other people that we love. And these practices are really important to establish whether your kids are 10 years old or older or it's a baby in the womb. Yes. Because you don't, you you can't just think, well, once they're old enough to remember, then I'm going to start doing Mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, once they're old enough to kind of be impressionable, then, then I'll start doing this stuff. Right. The best time to start is now 
and just make this the new pattern of life, that this is the kind of stuff you engage in. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> the earlier, the better. So here are some of the ways. The, yeah. the first thing we want to talk about is just fundamental. Actually, all these are fundamentals, but daily Bible reading. Mm-hmm. This is a pattern and a practice that we want to engage in daily. And for us, me and you, know, me and you Bethany, we, we read our Bibles first thing in the morning uh, slash like right before the kids are getting up. Mm-hmm. And so it's not uncommon for a kid to walk downstairs. They, they wake up and they come downstairs and they catch us in the middle of reading our Bibles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's so good because we don't stop. What we're, oh, let me stop. What do you need, honey? You know, we just sit and join us. You know, you listen to the Bible. You, you hear what we're going to say. You interact with God's word as well. And, you know, make sure they're, I even bring them into the mix. Say, hey, what did you think of that? Did you hear that? Pa-? I mean, we've even like paused and been like, did you, did you notice that in the Bible? So now they're, they're getting the Bible intake as well, but they're catching us. They're seeing us and they know it's the one book we open every day. You know, there's not other books. We might read a book and finish it, but we keep coming back to the same book. Yep. So, you know, one of our kids one time was like, why do you always listen to Albert Moeller in the morning? Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's not Albert Moeller. That's that. This is the Bible. This is the Bible. You know, so, um, you know, I, I was glad to make that clarification. Yes, yes. You know, maybe we do listen to Albert Moeller, you know, frequently, yeah. but not to the same level that we listen to the Bible and read right. the Bible. And uh, so that was an important clarification to make, but we want our kids to kind of catch us doing that. Yeah. And not just once or twice, but like weekly. Regularly. Yeah, mm-hmm. all yep. the time. Yep. So that's really, really valuable. And we are teaching our kids that uh, we love this book. We submit our lives to God who has written this book and what this book says is authoritative and instructive for us. Yeah, and I think part of that daily reading means that when there's issues that come up, you know, you refer back to the Bible. I mean, how often has things come up and my kids are, what do we do about this? Or I'm I'm worried or last night I had a dream and whatever. And, you know, let's go with what, what does the Bible say? So now yeah. I mean, beyond our daily Bible reading, Mark and I often will, well, what does the Bible say about that? Well, have you ever read this verse? You know, so now it's even saturated throughout our days as well in the situations that we face and they face. Yeah. Okay, so what's next? So another way is uh, through prayer, like regular prayer. And I guess by this we mean not only focused prayer, we're going to pray before meals and we're going to pray when we begin a a road trip and, you know, at kind of like key stopping points, but also spontaneously throughout the day, we're going to thank God for supplying a parking spot or whatever it may be. Yes. Oh, that's so, I think that's really impactful when we stop in a situation that maybe could be stressful, when we stop in a situation where we're scared, when we stop in a situation where there's uncertainty, or when we stop in a situation where things are going well. And we acknowledge God and we talk to God and we say, hey, you know what? Let's pray about this right now. I mean, you think about the kid with the nightmare. Actually, last night I was woken but because of a nightmare. Take him back to the bed, pray with them, talk to them about talk to God about what's going on. And that's just constantly showing our children that who we're going to for all things, for things that are good, hard, bad, everything, we're going to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. they hear us and they see us. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's something that we will teach our kids throughout their childhood is how to pray. And the major way we're going to do that is just by praying, Mm -hmm. Not, not by teaching them about prayer, but by doing it. Right. And when we have people in our home, we don't stop those prayers. Yeah. You know, right? It's another way to be an example to Mm -hmm. visitors, family members who are unsaved, neighbors. You know, we're going to continue. Hey, you know, we're going to pray right now before our meal or whatever. And that's also being an example of what is good to others. Yep. Another pattern to establish is just regular worship. And actually, this is the reason we thought about this as an episode for today is Mm -hmm. last week in Thrive, we had a family worship night. And this was an opportunity for the kids to join the parents in a worship night. Right. And that was a really powerful thing because, at least the way I described it to everybody, is this is an opportunity for the kids to see mom and dad worship the Lord and to participate with us. But uh, we, we want our kids to observe us singing and directing our thoughts and value to God. Yeah. And I think back to even my childhood growing up where I stood in the church service with, you know, in the pews, you remember the pews, right? Next to my parents and they would sing out their hearts to the Lord standing next to me. And that is a memory that I can think of as I observe my parents who loved God singing to the Lord each week. They're not singing, you know, other songs. They're not going to concerts and singing. I mean, maybe they did, but what I can see as a repeatable pattern is they worshiped God and they would sing in, in our homes and in our cars. And, and I want my children to see that I sing to the Lord, that I ascribe praise and worth to him. And I, you know, focus my mind and heart on him. And they observe that and they see that that's something we regularly do because we are commanded to do it in scripture. Mm-hmm. We want to be caught doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I'm glad you said in church and in the car, because I think that's yeah. another, the car is another important context for this kind of worship to, you know, be able to play fun songs, you know, goofy songs, mm-hmm. silly, whatever. Yeah. But then also at key and important times to turn on songs that are worship songs yes. that are good quality, you know, lyrics to the Lord. And whether you sing those out in the car or just listen, I think that's important to include in your rotation of music that you listen to with your kids. Totally. I mean, how easily we remember all these lyrics. I I can, I still remember lyrics from 30 years ago that I heard. And so we want those lyrics even planted in the hearts of our children and that they would also memorize some of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a fourth pattern to establish is, um, the like being strategic with edification. And I guess one major way to do that is through hospitality, mm-hmm. having people in your home where you intentionally, strategically encourage people. Mm-hmm. So you're having people in your small group over, you're having, you know, um, people in your, uh, various people in your church over yeah. or community or family, whatever. Mm-hmm. And your, your, your goal, and you have these conversations with your kids that you want to encourage them and you want to bless them. And, you know, it's not about us here tonight. It's about them. So what can we do? How can we serve them? What can we share? And just building that pattern of caring for other people. Yeah, I'm smirking because, you know, it comes so naturally to kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're having people over, you know, and and it's, I think the initial thought is, oh, good, which of my friends are going to come and play with me? And, you know, it's great to have families and things that have their friends, but it's great to have families or other people in their life who they don't know. 
And it's a bit of a stretch for them to reach out to younger children if they're older. To, you know, if there's a baby we're having over, you know, nobody that's the age of my kids. But the point that we're really emphasizing is this isn't about you. Yeah. Which is a shocking idea for yes, children. Really weird. But it's a very good example that even it's not about us. It's not about mom and dad, even, you know. Some yeah, we have our friends over, but we often will have people that are not necessarily super close to us. And so we want to serve them. We want to love them. We want to get to know them. We want to mm-hmm. ask them questions. And even that pattern of having our kids learn yeah. to ask questions. And we want to share our stuff. And we, yes, <laughs> yes, which is, which is another Woo. important thing for us and for our kids to do. So, you know, that and that doesn't come naturally. Here's no. all my toys and all my stuff. Why don't you use it all and enjoy it? Yes. And we've had things in our home be broken, ruined, or just have a little, you know, mess made here. And what we try to model is people are more important than things. We say mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. Something might get broken, unfortunately. Something might, but it's not about the stuff. Yeah. It's not about our things. It's about the people and we're trying to think about them and how we can bless and serve and love them. Mm-hmm. That's a great pattern to establish totally. in your homes. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess connected to that is serving not mm-hmm. only in your home, but also then serving out of your home in right. church contexts or wherever it may be where our, our kids and other people you know, family, neighbors, whoever, they see us mm-hmm. giving of ourselves in other places too. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just like, you know, putting on a show, but this is really what we do. We care about other people. We want to serve other people in our church. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember a time when one of the kids was bothered that we had to get into the car to drive a meal you know, 15 minutes away to deliver a meal to someone who just had a baby. Yeah. And it was like, oh, what? How long are we going to be in the car? You know, and it was a great teaching moment, as they usually are, to say mm-hmm. the reason we're bringing this family a meal and remember even the way the church body provided for us when our babies were born and to say this is the reason we're doing this. We love these people. We want to serve. We want to provide something. We want to help them. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about you and being in the car. I don't love being in the car either. You know, I can <laughs> skip skip it all together. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love just driving around the city yeah. or anywhere really. No, mm-hmm. but but we're doing it because our eyes are not on us. We're trying to get our eyes on other people and serve mm-hmm. them. And so they came along. You know, it's good for them to come along, even if it's a little painful for them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. And the last thing on our list is outreach. So yes. we want to, you know, have other people in our home or go out and connect with other people in our community yeah. by way of evangelism and outreach. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that we do because we love the Lord and it's who we are. And yeah. so we want our kids in our community to see that. And that's another and final important practice. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how that catches on as our kids are getting a little bit older and we've had them come pass out the Easter invites and the Christmas invites and how we've reached out to people on soccer teams and whatever to invite them to church things and to ask about where they attend or if they'd want to come. You know, they've been around in those conversations and observed observed us. But then as they're getting older and they have things like our, you know, the youth ministry going on at our church, some of the conversations we're having is, oh, have you invited some of your school friends to attend? Or even them thinking, hey, I should invite that person to, you know, our summer camp, or I should invite that person to our Friday night, you know, outreach. Yeah, who could we invite? Who could we get into our church to hear the gospel? And why is it important that we would have people kind of come to compass and to hear what is being preached and taught. And they can kind of catch on to that as well. And that's powerful. 
there are families who get connected to churches when your children, Definitely. as they grow, invite the young younger children or the youth into the into the church. That's right. So the overarching uh, refrain here on mm-hmm. this episode is that we need to just be engaged in these things on a regular yeah. basis. Make it kind of the, the person that you are. You do these things. These, these are real for you. And that's good and valuable individually and personally. Mm-hmm. And it's also super powerful for other people around you. Kids and family, yes. people that God has put in your life. This is a very powerful way to teach and equip others. Yeah, it's great. Well, thanks for listening in, and we will talk to you next week. All right, see you.